Welcome to the Brief Transitions Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Clavier, an engineer turned entrepreneur, mom of two, and founder of Brief Transitions Mesh Underwear. This podcast is for you if you're going through any type of transition, whether it's related to your career, parenting, or other parts of your day-to-day life. Each week, I'll have a guest or topic that shares a story, as well as actionable tips for navigating life's transitions. Now, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Brief Transitions Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today for this week's solo episode, where I'm going to be sharing five lessons from one year of living in France. Now, time is such a strange thing because sometimes I feel like this was the longest year ever, and other times I feel like it went by very quickly. So it depends on the story and on the mood, which you've probably felt in some ways as well. Now, the lessons that I'm going to share here today, there are things that have happened to me that I've seen and stepped into and really, you know, experienced a lot in this past year, but they don't necessarily only apply to moving. So you might resonate with them for other things that are going on in your life or things that you've have happened with you in the past. All right. So the first one I'm going to share. First lesson is being open to trying new things and meeting new people. Now, generally, I consider myself a pretty open person. I usually like to meet new people. I will talk to people online at the store, you know, at checkout or whatever, or, you know, I don't know, where the bank, I don't go to the bank these days, but wherever it is that you might go, I'll talk to people, especially if they talk to me first. I might not always talk to someone first, but, you know, if they reach out to me, I'll have a conversation. There was a time when I had a conversation with a woman on the bus. I got her whole life story. I was going into the city and she sat next to me. And mind you, this is all in French. So I was trying to keep up. I learned all about her life and her kids and everything. Okay, she started the conversation, not me. The point is, I always thought, I'm good. I'm open. I like to meet new people. It's great. But actually... When you move somewhere new or when you're in a new environment, even if you think you're open, you can still open more, right? Because when we're, you know, humans, we're creatures of habit. And when we're in such a new place, it could be a reason to kind of freeze up a little bit or turn a little more inwards. And so I realized for myself, I wasn't being as open. Or even when I felt open, it wasn't enough for me to be able to create the kind of life and community and everything here that I wanted. So that meant I had to be willing to do new things, be willing to try and go new places and make an effort to make new friends. So researching, you know, groups and organizations and and going to meetups, even if it's, you know, on a weekday in the evening and I have to drive and everything. Um, it's still important to do those things because otherwise you'll just find yourself sitting at home. And especially as someone that, you know, I have my own business, so I'm usually working from home. There's not as many opportunities to, you know, go out, talk to coworkers and all of those kinds of things. So 
being open was a really big thing for me. And even though I already consider myself open to make sure that I like tried and put more effort was something that I found myself doing in this past year. Okay, another lesson, knowing that there will be highs and lows. So sometimes when we're dealing with change or, you know, we're going through something, we know there's pretty crappy parts. Some changes are very hard to get through. Others, not as much depending on the scale of what's going on. But no matter what you're going through, there's going to be very low points and there's going to be high points. And part of what I've been practicing this past year was, okay, recognizing the low points and feeling into those and and navigating those, but also recognizing the high points and celebrating those because the part of me that likes to, you know, stay in fear or negativity or, you know, something else to hold me back likes to stay in the lows and likes to make those very dire circumstances like feel like that's the only place I can be. And that's not really true. So I'll give you an example. So one time my daughters, both my girls were homesick and it was unexpected. And I was just like, oh, I had so many plans for the day, so many things I was trying to do. And okay, now my day is shot. Now what am I going to do with these two kids home? You know, you make it through, right? But I was also like, I don't want my whole day to just feel crappy because that's happening. Now, when kids are sick, it's also hard and it's a lot. But something that I did was I said, okay, you know, how about we watch a movie? Now, usually they watch TV sometimes, but we don't watch movies as much. We don't have like the larger chunks of time to do that. And I said, you know what? Let's let's have a movie. We'll get on the couch. We'll have blankets and everything and snuggle up and just and we watched we watched The Parent Trap, which they ended up loving. It was the first time they ever saw it and they loved it. And I thought after that moment, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, that's a win. In a day that felt like it was going to be very low, that's something that I can also take from this low day to also be a high point and something that was good, you know, and I remember that. So just knowing that there's going to be these highs and lows and then navigating how you get through them. So in the in the times of the lows, do you give yourself space and grace to sit with those feelings? Um, do you help yourself when it's time, when you're ready? Are there ways that you can get out of it, right? So instead of asking or telling yourself negative things or or asking disempowering questions like what's wrong with me or why can't I figure this out? You know, changing that to ask things about what's good in this moment, what else is possible here. All of those things can kind of help to get out of that low point. And it's something, I'm not saying I didn't have highs and lows before this year, of course, but it's something I've been practicing and really more in tune with since this past year because there were so many highs and lows. And, you know, as time goes on, the lows kind of get spaced out a little bit more, right? And I found myself having more of those positive or uplifting moments 
in between the times of the lows. But it's really about how you navigate them. And I have awareness on those situations in such a different way than I than I did before this year. Another thing about celebrating the milestones is not only celebrating them for yourself, but celebrating them with your kids too. And allowing them to see that you are celebrating something so that they can also get that positive reinforcement. That's something else I also tried to start doing this year. And sometimes when I celebrated for myself, not going to lie, when I went to get bread from the bakery, I also picked up a dessert for me because why not? There's plenty to choose from. They are all delicious. And I've tried a lot of things by now. And in the beginning, probably one of my first friends, you know, quote unquote friends, because you know, I was just a customer in the shop, but someone that I would talk to on the regular was the woman working in the bakery because I was going there pretty much every day. And then I was always getting myself a dessert and she was explaining the different desserts to me and everything. So, you know, there I'm being open and meeting new people at the same time that I'm celebrating my win of, you know, treating myself with a dessert. Like how I did that there. So... Okay, next lesson, make time for yourself. This is something that also I was practicing in a new way this year. And it also depends on the situation. So our situation, when we moved here, we moved for my husband's job. My two daughters are in school. So on a daily basis, my husband was going to work and seeing coworkers. My girls were going to school and making friends and had their whole network there. And again, for myself, working on my own, I was sitting at home a lot and working from home. And, you know, there's pluses and minuses with that always. You don't see as many people, of course, and you don't interact as much. So I had to force myself to do that. But then you also can find yourself working more instead of also taking some of those breaks because you're home. And I found myself, okay, I'm home. I'm you know, working, so on and so forth. But what I started to do was make time for myself in different ways. So getting myself outside, going for walks, um, meditating or journaling, other things that helped me center myself for getting through those highs and lows, but also just for having like a, a better connection to myself, you know, filling my cup so that I could you know, help the rest of my family, especially I would say as a, as a mom, I was taking on a lot of the emotional, being the emotional support system for everyone else in the house in some ways, just from the aspect of, you know, the girls with school and, and adjusting to all of that. Even my husband, I mean, he's French, but moving back to France has its own set of things. You know, he's, he's lived outside of France for quite a few years, most of his adult life has not been in France. So I found myself kind of being that pillar or that rock for everyone else. But in order to be able to do that, I needed to also take care of myself and make time for myself. Super, super important. And the last thing I'll leave you with on all of this and changes and transitions, they are hard. I know this, you know this, it's the premise for this podcast in a lot of ways is like, how do we get through them, right? And we 
can learn and understand more from sharing experiences and hearing other people's stories. And at the end of the day, we can do hard things. And that's something I did not coin that phrase. Glennon Doyle, if you follow her at all online, she says that it's the name of her podcast and everything. But it's true. We can all do hard things. And some days feel really hard and that's okay. And you kind of suck it up and you say, that was a really hard day. Okay, go to bed, do it again tomorrow. <laughs> and then other times, you know, you you look back and you realize, oh, I got through that period and I'm better for it now. Or, you know, it's not always like that. Sometimes maybe you still didn't wish it happened, but you made it through. So really, whatever you're going through, just know that you will get through it. And I had a lot of days this past year where it just felt it just felt hard. And I recognize that like in a lot of ways, my life is very easy compared to other people's. And I'm incredibly privileged with the life and the lifestyle that I have and and everything. And at the same time, I still share that these things can still feel hard. So looking back on the year and looking back at the things that I experienced and the things that I've learned, it's it's not necessarily things that I hadn't experienced before. I mean, we just had a couple of years of a global pandemic. So there were definitely, you know, a lot of lows with that. But I found myself navigating them differently this year and bringing a different awareness to the whole experience because it was a move and we were setting down roots in a new place and all of that. So I hope you find some of this helpful or useful for yourself in some way, wherever you are or whatever you're expecting to do in this next year. If you find yourself in a tough spot, I'll share, I'll share now my, every episode now I do a segment called Life's Moments, where I share something and I talk about life as an expat, a mother of two, a business owner, and navigating life in France. And this week, I'll share one that goes with the rest of these lessons. So, you know, another thing about moving to another country where English is not the the primary language um, is that I've, I knew French before, but I've been practicing it a lot more since we've been here. My husband is French, so he's a native speaker. My daughters are both raised with um, a bilingual approach called Opal, one parent, one language. So my husband has always spoken to them in French. So they've basically grown up as natives too. So I'm the odd one out, not a native French speaker and like intermediate level at best. So I had to call and make a doctor's appointment one day. My girls were home. My husband wasn't home. And I had to be the one to call. And, you know, when you're learning or trying to speak a different language, I would say by phone is probably the hardest because it, it's easier when you're in person trying to talk to someone. You can use hand gestures. You can, you know, point to things it's easier for them to hear you more clearly because there's no connection that you're trying to go through. So I called the doctor's office and this is, you know, feels like a challenging thing to do just to get through. And the pressure of like, is you know, they're going to answer the phone. What are they going to say? Am I, 
Am I prepared with with the types of responses that I know how to say? And um, so I called to make an appointment and I got through the conversation. Now, I will say, I think she had a hard time understanding my accent sometimes. So I had to repeat things, but I pretty much made it. And then I had to give my phone number at the end and I gave my phone number, which, you know, numbers in French is a whole other thing. Um, But in the end, I finished the phone call. I had a doctor's appointment. And I was really happy and really excited about this. It was a milestone for me. So my girls were home and I had just hung up the phone and they were in the same room. And I said, we're having a dance party. And I was just like, I started dancing and I was like singing and I was like, I did it. And I made this phone call and I'm just saying I'm really proud of myself. And I was really celebrating this moment of making a phone call in French. and. My girls looked at me a little bit like, what is she doing right now? You know, they they really did. They they were confused at first and then they started smiling and laughing and they were happy about it. And I was like, you know what? Speaking French is something, you know, I told them speaking French is something that, you know, mommy's practicing and that I consider this a milestone. And I, you know, I explained why and everything and that. I was really proud of this moment and that I was able to do this. Of course, they don't have the same scenario because they already know the language. But, you know, I shared from my perspective what I was going through and told them that it's important to celebrate things like this because it's it's so easy, so easy to not celebrate things. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know the science behind it, but the brain... I find goes straight to the negative usually we we are not programmed to think of the positive thing as the first thing right it's like it takes extra work extra work each time and so for me purposefully incorporating these celebrations or these moments that I say okay this is something great this is a, even if it's super tiny you know it's a phone call it's like great mary you made a phone call good job. You know, I could have told myself that like, but I didn't because I said, you know what? You're in a new country. You're practicing a different language. Phone calls take a lot of effort and energy. And here you are. You just did it and celebrate, you know? So that's what I did. And I celebrated and, and I remember it because I celebrated it too. Right. So that's how it's even a moment in this segment, a story to tell because I remembered the moment of celebrating it. I remembered the moment of being proud. First, proud that I made the call and second, proud that I celebrated it afterwards. So it's just to to show you and share and explain a little bit with all of this, whatever happens with the highs and the lows, you know, you'll get out of the lows. And when you have the highs, make sure you celebrate them because those are the moments that you will connect to and cling to and remember when you're in your next low moment. Okay. I didn't expect to get so, um, what should I say? I don't know. Was that like motivational in some way? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mean to be preachy if it came off as preachy, but that's really what I wanted to share for today to, to give you some of those ins and outs of what it looks like and 
definitely a big international move. It's it's not nothing. Um, but even if you're not doing a big international move, I think these kinds of lessons apply in so many ways. So I hope they were helpful. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I'm so grateful to have you around and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Brief Transitions podcast. Please help to share this podcast with others by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I truly appreciate every single subscribe and review. If you'd like to connect with me further, please find me on Instagram at Brief Transitions or visit brieftransitions.com. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time.